Hey, welcome to The Blue Collar Musician, episode four. This is Brett Cohen. You can find me at brettcohenmusic.com and all the social medias at Brett Cohen Music. Make sure you hit subscribe on this page so that you can see whenever I put out a new video. Anyhow, you might notice I have shaved my beard and I'm wearing glasses today and wearing a button-up shirt. And that's because today we're going to talk about the basics of business organization as a professional musician. I'm not going to get into taxes or uh, too many topics like that. However, I'm going to have a guest on my program, I hope, relatively soon, who will explain all the ins and outs of that. But what I'm going to show you is things you're going to need to use every day in the business of music. So the first things that I want to talk to you about today is calendar related. I highly suggest you get an online calendar that is easily shareable with the whole band and that you can easily interface with your website so that you're not constantly having to enter all your dates into two different places or even more than that, different places. So I suggest a Google Calendar. I use that for my own organization. I also use it for my band as well. And what's really cool is that as soon as I update something on the Google Calendar, which I can just do from my phone, so if somebody calls me and offers me a gig while I'm uh, out away from my laptop, I can just punch in my phone. It'll auto-populate to my website right from there. So uh, that's a really cool thing. I do highly suggest using Google Calendar. Okay, so another really important thing to do is to track all of your gigs, track all of your income, and if you're a band leader, track what you're paying out to your musicians. So I suggest building a simple spreadsheet. I just do it in Word, but you could do it in Excel or you could do it in whatever your preferred document program is. But I suggest having a row where you can show the date, the venue you played, the band you were with, what your base pay was for that, how many tips you made on that gig, um, Things like expenses, for me, parking is basically my biggest expense when I go out uh, to play these gigs, since I, I play in Las Vegas. So I put that as money that I put out. I also write down how many miles it was from my house to the gig and back, and also how much I estimated that I spent in gas on that. From all those different numbers, I can put together a net total. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to show you that, that spreadsheet right here. Okay, so you can see here all the things I just mentioned, all the different columns. I like this layout. You might like a different layout. This is just something that I do. I like it. I have it set up so it'll uh, it'll add together at the bottom of each column. It'll add together the totals from the column. Then at the bottom right-hand corner, I can see my net income for the month. And it's a pretty handy tool. Very simple. If you're a band leader or someone who hires musicians, another spreadsheet you're going to want to create is much like the one that you just saw. Just something that will show all the dates and the names of the people that played and how much they got paid uh, for that night because one thing I will say about taxes is at the end of the year if you're a band leader you are going to need to send out 1099s and fill out a 1096 those 1099s go out to all the people who uh, who you paid money to basically over the year so that looks like this here okay here again you see everything I just told you about and uh, this is great because then at the end of the year when I do need to 1099 things I can put all of these together, cut them all together for each month into one year, and I can sort them then by name. I can cut and paste from there, however I want to do. I bet there's easier ways to do all that, maybe in Excel. I've just never really gotten the hang of everything that Excel can do. You might have another program, I don't know, but again, I like this format. It may be a couple of extra steps, but for me, I'm comfortable with it. But hopefully this gives you an idea of what you need. Now, when it does come time to do your taxes at the end of the year, I do highly recommend you go to a CPA or an EA. I've done it myself on many occasions. I've brought it to other people to do it. It's much easier when you bring it to somebody else. 
it is more expensive. You do want someone who's really good, and you do want to try to find somebody who actually specializes or has a, a good understanding of the expenses incurred by entertainers. Because it's a totally different way of, uh, of doing taxes. So it's better, in my opinion, not to mess with it. Go to someone that knows their stuff. Okay, stepping aside from paperwork for just a minute, I want to talk to you about something that's really important to me, and I'll tell you why. Um, you really need to insure your gear. You really do. And um, again, this company I'm about to mention is not paying me any money or giving me any incentives to do this. I will tell you in, in future videos uh, when I am uh, being incented to do so, so we can keep everything on board. But uh, there's a company called Music Pro Insurance, and I was turned on to them by my drummer, Anthony, a couple years ago when I first moved to Vegas. And it's really inexpensive. Like, I think I have $30,000 worth of gear insured, and I pay um, just shy of $300 a year. So one-time payment for that. So, for example, a couple of months ago, I had my prize Les Paul stolen. I had a, a quilter base head stolen. I had a bag of a bunch of accessories, including a tablet. Unfortunately, I didn't insure the accessories or anything like that, but I did insure the tablet. Altogether, it was like... $3,000 loss or more, and um, it took a couple days for them to to talk to me about what had happened. I'd, I had to file a police report and all that, but from talking to him, I had a check in 48 hours uh, for the full, it was just about $3,000 to replace that gear, so for less than $300 a year, you know, I got $3,000 back, so you figure I'm, I'm on company, not company money, I'm on uh, the house money for another 10 years on that if I don't lose anything else ever again. Okay, one thing that's super important if you're a professional musician is getting paid. Got to make sure you get paid, son. You know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, I digress. So, I like to use contracts whenever possible. Problem is not every venue is willing to, uh, to make a contract. A lot of people who are 1099ing you, though, uh, who are going to give you uh, tax documents at the end of the year, they usually have contracts, and for very good reason. They have to trace every dollar. So that works to your advantage. It's good to read every word in every contract you get. It's good to have your own contract ready to go out to venues. Uh, maybe you can convince a venue who doesn't ordinarily use contracts to use one by keeping it very simple. I just put the date of performance, the amount of money we're supposed to get paid, uh, what they can expect from the band, what they are going to expect from us to do, and um, something in there about, you know, they got to pay us if they cancel in 24 hours notice or something of that effect. You can look up contracts online. I'm not saying I'm the greatest contract writer in the world, but it's a good idea to have them. Uh, when you can't have contracts, or even when you do, it's a great idea to keep a paper trail. Even if somebody tells me something verbally about a date they want me to play in specific and about how much we're going to get paid, I want to see that in writing. So whether that is an email uh, or whether that is a text message, and I will almost always do a screenshot if there's a text message with terms in it because you never know when you're going to have to refer back to that later. And I'm not saying this is the kind of thing where a club is going to stiff you and you're going to take them to court and this is going to be evidence. But this is good stuff to have on file because there's been a couple times where venues have... Uh, thought they booked me for a date, but they didn't. They had the date wrong on their calendar, and I was able to send them the screenshot and politely and just say, you know, sorry, there was a confusion here. I told you, no, I couldn't do that date, or whatever it was. It's good to have that. And also, when it comes time to get paid, if whoever's paying you doesn't hand you that dollar amount that was agreed upon, you can pull up on the spot that email or the screenshot of that text, and, and hopefully you'll get your full money. 
I have to say, I've done, it's been thousands of gigs now. I, I've lost track, honestly. I have to go back to my early records to find out. But in all that time, I've only been stiffed once, and it was by a guy that uh, that was a friend of mine that I trusted. And, and needless to say, I did not trust him uh, after he didn't pay me. So that's one time out of several thousand gigs where I didn't get paid. But there's countless times where I had to show a paper trail and um, sometimes be a little mean to, <laughs> to a couple people. But... Uh, you know, you got to get paid. You're a professional. It's what you do. So that is a great way to make sure you get paid. If you have a contract and you get stiffed, that's a whole big problem. You do have legal recourse. You would need to talk to a lawyer about that. I don't know the ins and outs, but that's why we have contracts, you know, and, and talking to a lawyer doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sue. A lot of times a lawyer will just write a letter saying, Hey, we're looking into this and people don't even want to mess with it. Especially if you're talking about like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. People don't want to mess with a court case over that. You show them proof that you're willing to go down that road, and you'll get paid. Usually. I shouldn't say that like it's something that happens all the time. Usually you'll get paid that way. Okay, this next thing is not absolutely vitally necessary to do uh, right out of the gate, but it's always good to do things before you need them, in my opinion. And uh, this is something in the past I have not been uh, good at having prepared when I needed it. So this is why I'm uh, giving this wisdom to you. Because now I've learned better. So uh, if you're a band leader, make a stage plot for your band. It shows the, with a complete input list and complete backline requirements of you know whatever you need for your band's show to go off. Because a lot of times we do get asked for that. It's better to have it up front. So a stage plot just shows where your instruments are going, where the mics need to be run, where the lines need to go, where the monitors should be, things like that. It's not overly complicated. Again, you can Google stage plot and, and uh, you'll see all sorts of stuff. Okay, that's really about it for this topic. I know it's a short uh, show and podcast today, but I think that hits on all the essentials of what you need on a daily basis to be organized, to track your money, to know how much you're making, to know where you're supposed to be, to make sure your stuff is protected, so on and so forth. Those are all the basics. Again, we'll go into more depth when I can get an interview with a, a CPA or an EA who is in the music business and uh, we'll be able to discuss more things than year-end things and quarterly things, taxes, all that kind of stuff that I'm not going to touch on. Those are the basics. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Again, this is the Blue Collar Musician, and my name is Brett Cohen. You can find me at brettcohenmusic.com. All the social medias at Brett Cohen. Again, make sure you hit the subscribe button down there and uh, subscribe. All right, until next time, have a good one.